over today. I don't know what uh what happened there. But... Cool. Why is there an echo? There's not anymore. It's just because my laptop is open. Here, put it this way a little bit. All right, so we're live. I finally got my test results back this morning, and I tested negative, which mm. was bad. Which uh, allowed him to come over. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. Let's so, yeah. see if we can. Uh... So, yeah, I mean, yesterday I flew to Colorado, and when I got on my flight to from Asheville to Denver, taking off the market was up huge and it was one of my best days really ever with my portfolio and then when i landed it was a complete reversal it was a massive turnaround and what i heard yesterday and i don't know if this is true i don't know if you guys will know off the top of your heads but apparently the only other time the nasdaq went from being up two percent to down one percent in the same day was in 2000 just shortly before the big dot-com crash so I thought that was interesting. And I guess now the narrative is whether or not yesterday was the beginning of a huge reversal or if it was just some profits getting locked in and today will be shrugged off. I mean, Dad, what are you looking at? I know you said JP Morgan had their earnings as well, yeah. but they were positive. Yeah, in a way, I almost think um, yesterday's move was healthy for the market, especially for the if you notice the banks, which were up all day yesterday, stayed up and, you know, they didn't stay up as much because of the pressure from NASDAQ. But those stocks in NASDAQ that were on this run was unprecedented, like Tesla. I think it was up 250 points at one point yesterday. So it actually felt like that should happen, some type of reversal take the froth out of those stocks and then people can regroup and uh, decide if they really want to have those valuations or not, or move into some of these other industrials, banks, health, healthcare stocks that really haven't gone yet. We'll have to see, but the market at least is not crapping out today as a follow-up to yesterday. I think that's a good sign for the market. Yeah, so, I was my initial reaction when I saw that reversal was finally, this is good. I was starting to, if anything, get a bit concerned that that was going to be a problem. And I wanted to see some, it's funny because dad, we just talked, it was like, I said that. And then the next day this happens, I was like, at what point are we seeing these tech stocks go down? We need to. And, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, that sets for a healthy market. We needed some sort of balancing act. You couldn't just keep having everything going up, up, up in tech ongoing. And, you know, it'd be fine, too, if we had a little more of a correction with tech. Does it not, though, scare you guys when it happens midday? Like, no. it would have been great if we woke up yesterday and the market was down a couple hundred points, nope. down all day. I'll tell you why, Dan. The reason it doesn't scare me is because I think we're, we have to look at the psychology right now as a bit unique with the way people have been in just a different mode in the world the last few months. So I just think decision-making is a bit different and intraday moves. Like I think volatility is going to be here to stay for a bit. Like I would not be shocked if that's going to be ongoing a thing here the next few months. I just, I don't think that that's a problem though. But I like that it used the excuse of California reclosing. Mm -hmm. It was almost like they needed a reason. Exactly, which was all bogus. Those names. Yeah. And 
that may be a good reason. A lot of the tech companies are in California, but but it was a much it was an like you said a reason. It would they needed an excuse that was beyond an overreaction. The California closing thing that had nothing to do with anything. So that's when it all started. No, I know they just needed some some narrative to go off. So what, dude, yeah, I wasn't. Uh, like I said, I was on a plane. My Wi-Fi wasn't in. My computer was off. So they put up a headline just saying California decides. Yeah. And then right when that happened to the market. Yeah, and guy, we know it with our own business, guys. We're in a headline marketing era. So everything is so hypersensitive around headlines. And it, it will move markets. Well, We've seen that. Yesterday, and the same exact thing happened June 8th, which was really the high of the market rally still with the S&P and the Dow, not the NASDAQ. But and I even texted you guys when I was on the plane because I was like, what? This doesn't make any sense. The VIX was up yesterday when the market was rallying. Like I know you texted us that and right before the market started reversing. And well, the last time it did that was June 8th or yeah, June 8th, which was the top of the recovery rally before it started to slow down. And the same thing happened towards the end of the day. I know this was different because it was at the beginning of the day, but the market was up huge all day. And then at the way end of the day, the VIX also went up. And then the next day there was that massive sell-off. So that's why when I texted you guys yesterday, I, I'm starting to, I mean, not starting to think there's clearly a lot of synergy between the VIX and what the market does, but there's always these signs that pop up before the market actually turns around. And it almost is just a way of testing your discipline. I never look at the signs and actually do what I know I should, but I always look back and I'm like, oh, it was right in front of us. The VIX was going up like crazy and the market was rallying. Like that was a pretty good sign that it was probably going to sell off. I don't know why I didn't take the sign. There was actually another great sign. It was too easy to day trade yesterday and make money while the market was up. Yeah, it seemed like it. I, I started no. Unfortunately, I wasn't day trading, but I, in my head, day trading. Right. So that's another good sign. Whenever you're, whenever you're easily making money, think it's right around the corner. The the end is near. My sign is when I have a bunch of people texting me about the same stocks and how it's such an easy buy right now. That's when I'm getting worried. Well, it's crazy because there was uh, forty thousand retail investors off of Robinhood that bought Tesla yesterday at its highs. And Tesla had, I think like a 20% turnaround in one day where it was up, whatever it was up, 16, 17%, and then went all the way to being down 3%. And yeah, apparently there were 40,000 Robinhood investors, which sucks. Like We've all been there where we've tried chasing stocks, thinking like, oh, this must go on forever. And then you buy, and it's just right at the top. And, then and for anyone down. too, yeah, whoever missed out on making money on Tesla, I would not be soured because of yesterday. I would find, look at a pullback as an opportunity to, like dad said yesterday, Bob here, that if you like a stock, just buy a little so you can at least monitor it, regardless of where it's at. And Tesla, we're going to always have the narrative of, oh, it seemed too expensive at 800. It seemed too expensive at 1200. At some point, just get in it. If you love Tesla, if you believe in Elon Musk, which it's hard pressed not to with what he's done, just hold it. You know, uh, Danny and I have the one year chart pulled up here on Tesla, which you can't see, but the support really isn't until you get down to about a thousand thirty. You can oh, I'm, I'm waiting for Tesla to drop below a thousand to get it. Yeah, I'm not, can yeah. you enjoy 
go back down to near a thousand. I'm I'm waiting for. I think that thing could come down to like eight fifty nine hundred. Personally, yeah, it could. It could. I'm not like I can't. I love Tesla, but I can't own it unless it goes under that. Look, like, carrying stocks, you just got to be comfortable not getting involved in, and this may be one of them. I missed, I should have had Tesla five years ago when I was talking about it. That's really the reality. Well, everyone should have had Yesterday though, definitely provided a time to get in, or I don't know if yesterday is the time to get in, but some of the other tech stocks that I think have stories that justify the valuations yesterday, I think provided a nice little dip where, you know, if the market is going to get right back into gear, you got to think stocks like Amazon are going to trade up right into earnings where you look at it and it's like, okay, do you have a two week window where you're gonna have people piling into Amazon chasing their earning date? And then you take profits on the day that they're gonna report their earnings. Cause you know, just like last quarter, the stock probably sells off on earnings just cause people are taking profits. That's kind of where my head was at yesterday. I'm looking at strong names that were selling off and I'm like, okay, which one of these names are gonna really get right back into being the winners in this market? Or is there gonna be a rotation? It seems like, the idea of there being a rotation out of tech into banks and other seems too obvious. You know? I think we're just getting set up for a new bull market run personally. Like I really, I think this is the beginning of good times. Honestly, I really do. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the Amazon chart now and it got ahead of itself, even on an upward slope that this stock has been in for, uh, you know, a couple of years it's way above the upward slope. It could come down to 27, 2800 and still be in a big upward swing. Yet, you know, we're about 300 points away from that. So dad, you see that being a realistic notion possibly of Amazon dipping that much still? Yeah, it could happen. It, it also can easily go back up. I mean, either one can happen. If I'm entering uh, to buy Amazon, I would wait. I would not get in. Or do you do a put option a few months out? Awesome. What's that, Mike? Or do you look at put options a few months out where you're happy getting in the stock a bit lower and getting a good premium? Yeah, but I, I had sold Amazon near 3000 and I probably will not think about it until it gets down to 2750 or so. So you might not be getting back in? For a while, maybe not. Look at though how interesting Amazon, it's the same thing with the NASDAQ in general. Yesterday, pretty minor sell-off and the VIX, or the, not the VIX, the RSI drops a 10 full points, which is massive. And that's kind of what I was saying yesterday. To me, that's a positive sign for the bull case because you see a really small sell-off, but yet the RSI points to not at all oversold conditions, but not necessarily, I mean, don't get me wrong, 70s historically considered yeah. overbought. But look but, how long since it was under. Yeah, well, historically. And I think we have to wonder when I was talking to Sean about this, we were walking across the bridge yesterday, the whole notion of the RSI, because he started getting into this now watching us and, you know, he has money. He's trying to figure out day trading. He's like, I just don't understand what this RSI, I get it. But at what point, and it's a good point to think about, does that barometer have to go up off historical data where it's not 80 or 70 and it's more 90 to 100? I think it's already kind of in the last decade gone from 70 to 80. 
where if you really look at charts, what used to be 70 being this breaking point has now really turned into 80. And I was actually thinking the same thing. It's funny you said that two nights ago. I was thinking to myself, okay, is, and maybe dad could add something to this, but is there something to be said for after 2008 when there was more money put into the system, did the RSI start to trend higher naturally? And possibly now what used to be 70s, maybe now 80, is what used to be 80 now going to be like 90 to 95? But could it go over 100 or is that like no. it can't go over 100? Yeah, when you say no, Dad, why is that? Because what's, like, what's the breakdown? It's yeah, there is no – yeah, it's all mathematics. It's math. Yeah. No, I know, but take a, take the, the viewers through that process. Why is it not able to go to 100? It's like saying, why can't you be over 100 per, like with a dollar? It's, you know, it goes from zero to 100. There's no number above 100. So it just, that's just the chart that it uses. So it goes off of historical trading data and whether or not it's oversold or overbought, it can't like go negative zero. It can't go below zero. But it, how high could it go health? That's what I'm wondering. 100. That would chart. mean if you can envision no sellers, all buyers, 100. So what has to happen to get to that point? It, it, what I just said, it never will get there. It can get close. I mean, look at Tesla. They've been not at 100, but yeah. after the dip yesterday, I'm pretty sure they were still well over. Yeah, so. Have you ever seen a point in history, Dad, where there's been no bears, like no short sellers on a stock? Well, no, I mean, yeah, Tesla at one point got to 93. But have you seen in history any stocks that have no short selling where it's that bullish that everyone is just buying? No, it, it just can't happen. It's psychologically and in reality, and Almost so you always have a pessimist out there, no matter what. Yeah. And I think to add to what Sean's saying, it's not, this is different than like the PE ratio where you can make the argument that totally. historically the PE ratio at 15 was fair valued. So anything over 15 was high. Now maybe you can make the argument that that needs to be changed to let's say 30. I'm just throwing out numbers. RSI goes out, uh, goes off of a completely different metric in general, where it literally just goes off of buying and selling data. Yeah. So it's never going to change when it's at a certain price. It means that the it's overbought versus oversold. Those indications will always be what they are. Right. Yeah. And it, and the vehicle should only be used for getting in or out of a stock as one of the vehicles you use, because even if you look at Tesla, this thing was overbought when the stock was near 900 to 1,000, all the way up to where it hit yesterday. Where can our viewers and everyone for that matter see a stock next to RSI, like on the fly? I think you need some sort of pro platform. Like when I'm on the regular E-Trade website and I, every site's different, but when I go on E-Trade, there's no option to look at the RSI. I need to have the E-Trade Pro. Yeah, see, that's tacky. I'm going to hit them up about that. <laughs> I, I could be wrong. There might be a way on the website. You have access to E-Trade Pro, too. You just got yeah. No, I know. I just think that that should be something as a new investor, anyone should be able to get comfortable with. Right. Well, off the TD Ameritrade does show it to you, gives you the exact numbers. I'm going to hit up E-Trade to ask them to be a little more friendly to everybody with it's the open. Because before I knew about the RSI, I felt like when I was trying to do a swing trade, I not at the time I didn't feel it, but looking back, I was completely just doing it blind. Uh -huh. The information this gives you mainly 
the RSI more so than the MACD showing if a stock's overbought or oversold in the same day. It's remarkable to watch it because if you're seeing a mark, a, a stock, I'm not hearing anything. If you're seeing a stock that's like going on a hot run and it's up, let's say three to four percent in the day, you'll see it sell off ten cents, and the RSI will lose thirty points, and that shows, in my opinion, some serious strength of the stock because you see an RSI going down significantly when the stock hardly sold off at all. And it shows how much strength is really in it. Cause then it goes from being oversold to neutral, even though the stock hardly drops. And then you start to see it get another bull run that was happening with Penn yesterday before it took a nosedive. When I was watching it on the plane, I day traded Penn on the plane yesterday. I was dominant before my computer. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. By the way, guys just got a notification, got my uh, rate down a 4.2 flat for margin. Nice, dude. That's yeah, sick. I got to get down to your 275, Dan, but I think I'm not at that level of trading yet with how much aggression I've had. Yeah, you'll get there. Even your level now, annual rate, it's so, so. Well, that's why I'm not buying property. I look at that as like running the numbers. I'm just sticking to stocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, You may change your mind after a couple of days, I guess. That never, Dad. No chance. I like the fluidity of impulsively with my thumb being able to move through the world. So what's J.P. Morgan doing right now? Because they seem like the big story of the day. Well, you know, J.P. Morgan came out. Wells Fargo came out. J.P. Morgan's numbers were pretty good. I mean, the revenue and the earnings beat. They put aside money for uh, loan loss. Um, a lot of their profits came from trading, which bodes well for Goldman Sachs also. The stock is up, but nothing spectacular. Yes. 99 20 to 45 right now and um i think it, it was higher than this yesterday at one point futures do and today i feel like actually i don't know if it got this high yesterday probably a little bit higher than as yesterday. much as i hate to say it because i want to see the market go up every single day but today it feels like a day where you almost want to see part two of the sell-off to make it where it's a little bit more of a healthy correction, at least in the NASDAQ. I mean, for yesterday to be the only dip you see and then the NASDAQ just goes right back into bull mode, that would be a false sense of... Well, NASDAQ is flat now. But, you know, that was a big move for NASDAQ. It was up... Uh, was it up 250 points? Yesterday? Yeah, at one point. Yeah, and it closed down 200 and change. So... You're right. That's a massive, massive move. move. Yeah. S&P also hit a uh, new high yesterday. Mm -hmm. so, well, the only index that really hasn't gotten there yet is the Dow, which is not as important. Yeah, but didn't S&P touch a new high for like a brief moment and then yeah. got like, and, and I'm pretty sure that's another thing. I'm glad you just brought that up. If you're looking at the technical charts, S&P for literally a second touched its highs on June 8th and got rejected hard and the whole entire thing sent the market into a downward spiral. So you still look at those June 8th highs as if you're trying to look at the bear case in the market, and we've been talking about this last couple of weeks, June 8th still were the highs of this rally. And since then it's been choppiness, a lot of choppiness, nasty back and forth. And it's been the market trying to break through it, getting rejected and then going lower. NASDAQ, obviously, in a world of its own. But that's basically what happened yesterday is the market was trying to break out of the range it's in and it didn't. And it failed. It's going to get there. 
we're trying to reopen the world. So it's not, I, I think that this is, I'm very bullish on where we're heading here with the market. The other stock that came out, Delta Airlines came out with earnings this morning. And uh, as expected, they had a loss, a little bigger than expected, but no surprise there. The stock is down slightly. Screw Delta Airlines. I'm never touching those guys again. They won't be seeing me on their flights. But the point, they got 19 months of uh, cash to get through all this. So I think we need to start the rolling group airlines. None of these people have any cash. They all suck to own. It's time for a new player. Low yeah. Dell. Let me ask you, how often do you guys look at the VIX? Not enough, but I think it's important to look at. Because I'm constantly trying to make sense of it. And on one end, it looks like it's trying to break out and, you know, have another day where it's up huge and the market's really, really nasty. Where is the VIX right now? I, I'm, I'm trying to pull 31. It. 31, it's high right now. I mean, you like to see it below 20 and then you have a comfortable uh, market going higher. Anything below that is uh, kind I mean, of- It's not in the 70s, so we're getting somewhere. What's that? It's not back up in the 70s, so. Yeah, well, it never really stays up in those big numbers for very long. I mean, the market kind of corrects quickly and the VIX starts coming down pretty dramatically. So you could almost make the the bone case that the VIX is not come down a lot because when you think about the VIX, at some point you would think needs to come down under 20 for the market to really be like fully back in healthy mode, which means that the VIX would drop, you know, significantly from where it's at. And if the VIX drops, it's because the market's going up. You That'll really happen after the election. I mean, yeah, that would make sense that it doesn't happen until the election. I mean, it's been we're heading into the roaring 20s. This was naturally needed for the whatever it was, whether it was Corona or whatever. We needed something to happen this year to set up for a massive next level bull market. If we didn't have this, we could have run into much bigger problems. I mean, so when you say if we had, we didn't have this, this is yet it, we're yet to see what this even is. What this is, Dan, it was an excuse to set up a much bigger bull market for the world with the governments. Without this, there would have had to be something else. So that I just think that we're, we don't even realize what a run we're in for here. Honestly, I think we're in for the biggest bull market in history. Well, we'll have to see what happens because there was a squirrel found in Morrison, Colorado that has the plague. And the plague is much worse than uh, coronavirus. What was this from 1918 you're talking about? No, the plague goes back to the uh, Middle Ages. No, I'm talking about was this squirrel in a history book? No, this no, this just happened. I, Dad, is this one of your jokes or what? No, no, he's just showing me the article. The headline was. What are you even talking about? No, dead. seriously. There's a who squirrel. wrote the article? Who wrote the article? The Onion. No, no, no. This no, is Morrison, Colorado. No, it was real. Dad was showing before we jumped on here. Come on, uh, that's like the bat soup stuff. Let's. It's a different animal now, different flu. <laughs> no, this is real, Mike. I mean, there was sure, a. Dad. I'm gonna just like I'm gonna start a new pigeon plague of some kind. Like yeah. I just yesterday, do you guys look at stocks that stayed positive yesterday as a sign of strength? Like if you look at a stock that just didn't make its way to negative yesterday, and while you know the rest of the market was beat down, there were certain names that really held up nice. I always look at that and I look at those names and I'm like, are these the names that are really trying to break out next? 
and there's just not that much selling pressure because there's yeah that that has worked in the past but um lately i haven't seen it be as uh as good an indicator yeah like in ericsson technologies is a prime example that you could just sense is like in the it's just waiting to be unleashed out of the gates due to this china distrust well that's week so that there's probably a lot of people that are just treading around the name waiting for their earnings to come they shouldn't out. be treading they should be jumping in yeah the, the other problem with doing what we were just talking about is the indexing throws all that off because the strong stocks will get hit hard in um, sell-offs and those may still be the strong stocks you know for example apple microsoft are just going to be the source of funds for either index sellers or regular sellers just because the market's going down. So it doesn't necessarily work that the weak stocks you should sell and the strong stocks are good for the next day. Something to think about. Everything is difficult right now compared to the way it used to be. It's tough to navigate these waters. There's no doubt. You got people talking about how there's going to be a rotation out of tech. That seems way too obvious. You got that's when you buy tech when you're hearing that talk. Well, that's kind of what I was thinking before yesterday, or and yesterday. I'm thinking to myself, like, is this the time to go re reload on certain names that got a little bit of a sell off yesterday that like might go way higher? Like, I look at a name like Microsoft and. You know, Microsoft and Google, really, those seem like two names that haven't quite had the same moves that companies like Amazon have had. And I know they're different stocks in general, but if the NASDAQ looks like it's going to get back into gear, I wouldn't be shocked if Microsoft gets to 350 in a really short amount of time, just like these other stocks have, you know, seen insane amount of gains in a short amount of time. I like Microsoft and Google. If the market shows that it wants to get back into bull mode. I, I like Microsoft. I'd watch out for Google. I think there's a lot of headwinds with government regulations with them coming in the pipeline. I, I just don't think I, I haven't owned Google in a while. I'm just I, I think their upsides limited in the near term, even if by like with the politics, I'm not a fan of that company right now. You know, it could be that with earnings right around the corner for uh, Apple, Microsoft. Look at look at that! How yeah, in one day a minor sell-off. I'm just pointing out on the RSI of Microsoft goes from 70 to 58 just from a minor little sell-off from yesterday, which tells me that this is a great stock. No, I love where your head's at with Microsoft. I was talking to Dad about that yesterday. It goes from being oversold, or sorry, overbought to a really minor sell-off and all of a sudden it's in neutral conditions as far as overbought or oversold. It's If you pull up a name, like pull up Peloton, for example, I guarantee you this is going to have a different story. Same with Tesla, where it goes from, oh, no, even that. It's unbelievable. One day of a sell-off makes it where you could argue you can get right back into this name. And I know 61 still on the high side, but not really when you look at what's considered high right now, which is like... Yeah. Unless you're over 70 to me, you're almost underbought in, in these specific conditions. So I, that's the one thing I was looking at last night before I went to bed. I was amazed at how much the RSI changed from not that big of a sell-off. And that's the one thing that makes me really, really bullish on the market. But in saying that, 
that RSI can come down to 30. And, yeah, and that would mean that it's like, oh, okay, then now it's now <clears> it's overdone. It's time to buy stock. So on one end, this tells me it's a bullish sign. On the other end, it tells me that the market could sell off a lot more. Yeah, I mean, I look at Peloton and I see fifty dollars before I feel comfortable buying. Well, I sold my. I'm waiting for that to dip. Um, let's take a look at Google. Fiverr is another one that's interesting. I sold most of my Fiverr three days ago. Yesterday, it came down a lot, but it's still a stock. Wow. That yeah, maybe it's too high. It's also a stock that just seems like it's going to go way higher. I'm seeing that advertising everywhere in the city now with Fiverr. Are you? Yeah. That's awesome. But it's still not a name that like any analysts are talking about. I know. But you could see it on your flash cans. Like they're all over the place with branding now. They're doing a lot of advertising, FVRR. Yeah, I I've been even seeing commercials for them. But all these uh, charts, by the way, look identical. Yeah. Except Tesla looks more dangerous. All the others look like they still have room on the downside. I think At Beyond Meat is a great entry point right now. Even you could see it showing strength again. That idiot downgrade. I want to get her on here and just grill her. And with a fake snake. I've been seeing a few people who are, you know, people that are respected on Twitter that are that like this name, but like not until it gets under a hundred. That which is baloney. I don't even understand well, how no, they wouldn't have baloney. They'd have something else. Exactly. It's fake baloney, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's beyond baloney. And that's the thing, you're beyond insane. Anyone that thinks oh, this is a fad is literally an idiot. Just so you know, like this is not a fad. All this is the future of the world. So you could jump on the train now or wait till it's moving too fast, like Tesla, and then just keep waiting for fake pullbacks to not get in it. As I've been saying, though, for the last few days, this chart looks like a head and shoulders, and that tells me it's going lower, at least short term. Maybe it's going to be 200, but... It's going to be 1,000 at some point. So um, if it goes under 100, I might just throw every cent I own in that thing. All right, well, let's wrap this up. We uh, hmm. It's tough to pick stocks of the day right now because, you know... The market is really undecided on what it wants to do this morning. I have a good one for today. Zillow. It, it dipped under 60. I was waiting for it to get back in. It's It seems like a good value point right now. That thing is clearly set up for to win in that sector on another level. And it hit its all-time highs in February. Scary chart. <laughs> Well, it's yeah. It, Dad, you have to you have to be scared to get paid. That's the reality. <laughs> Realize that in the world. If you're not scared, you're not making money. So be one of those days where the market opens down, which it looks like it's going to, and then maybe midday rallies. And then I could see a, a great day trade with Penn today, getting it on the low early on, and it going way up. I'm I'm almost upset that I'm going golfing today and I'm going to be kind of not tuned into the day trading. And I used to just look at my phone and see a number and be like, oh, I'm going to buy it right here. But now, unless I have these indicators, I feel like I'm just not, I have no idea what I'm doing. So I might not be doing anything today unless it's within the first 30 minutes. But uh, one thing that happened is uh, they took off the 14 day quarantine in Macau for, um, Guangdong. So that's why when in Las Vegas Sands were so strong yesterday. Of course. So if those stocks dip today, they're probably a buy. 
They were up huge yesterday. And they're not going to reclose any of that, by the way. So that's you should expect that to stay open now. Yeah, those charts look interesting to me. I think you could buy either one of those, Las Vegas Sands, or win on a dip today. And a dip, I'm thinking maybe 3 4%. And that's the ARR. Let's see that climb. All right, I'm, I'm ending the broadcast. Take care. What are your thoughts?